back, everyone, to a brand new edition of Virtue's Rage right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. And I am Virtue being joined by Dr. Jargo, as always. What's up, man? What's going on, man? I feel like we just did this. We did. And I got to get a hold of Noelle. She usually watches the beginning of these videos. So this is like a reminder. She might have to put next week's show or last week's show up still before this one. But what's up, man? I'm hanging in there. Just pumping out content, man. Uh, I, I got a couple new uh, wrestling projects that are kind of in the works that uh, people will be hearing about pretty soon. And, of course, we got to sit down today and uh, find something to rage about. I got some behind-the-scenes information for you regarding Fox Network and their relationship with the WWE. So, so I'm going to throw it over to you. So we know that Fox and WWE have that deal, that big five-year deal, um, that they sign in, it's what about halfway through at this point or so, something like that. Seems right. And um, what was that first episode that they had with The Rock? Didn't it do like 3.4 million people? Okay, yeah, we're gonna something. we're gonna leave that there. We know WWE also has a deal with. It was before the NBC Universal deal with the WWE Network. They USA right Comcast is that the company? So right. that's where Raw plays. Uh, on Comcast, so it the weird thing is, and we know where ratings of Raw have been, right? And I, they, they did hit over two million last week for whatever reason. I don't know if it was um, post SummerSlam bump, SummerSlam, and uh, what else was it? Somebody said something might have popped the number. Oh, was Logan Paul on that show or something like that? Like his fanboys might have came over and fangirls, but regardless, we know where SmackDown is. Right in ratings like 2.1, 2.2 million. We know where Raw is, pretty much just under 2 million viewers, overall viewers, what, whatever with the demo. WWE seems to be in bed with Comcast slash NBC Universal now in multiple ways with Raw, NXT, WWE Network on Peacock. So tell me, what is this about Fox that you're hearing here and their relationship with WWE? Well, it was that last thing that you said there, WWE Network on Peacock. Um, it seems as though the word has finally gotten around to Fox Broadcasting that WWE is promoting an NBC Universal product on Fox. Fox is not very happy. Of course, when that deal was signed, WWE Network was its own independent thing. Now with Peacock and NBC Universal and using Fox to advertise shows on Peacock, it seems as though the Fox people are not very happy, which is kind of why Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar both went to Fox. Yes, like a band-aid, a compensation. Now, through the grapevine, you know, I don't like I rarely believe anything I hear the dirt sheets say. But once in a while, you'll hear something and you can just you make common sense of what you know, what we know from like where our standpoint. And I heard that if I don't know if we should believe this or not, that Fox was interested in WWE signing CM Punk. Now, remember, Punk was on that Fox show, that WWE backstage. And of course, you know, that relationship between WWE and Punk and it was just never going to happen. So we, that's why he went to AEW. Do you, and, and I even heard The Fiend, Bray Wyatt was another character that these Fox people thought, and that neither one of them are in WWE. 
Is this boiling up to the point where I think it's safe to assume after this deal's over with, it's bye-bye Fox? I mean, I think And so. then what? And then, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And then what? Because that's a lot of money. And now, let's go before WWE had SmackDown on Fox. Both shows, Raw and SmackDown, were Comcast, right, I think? Right. Okay, but... Um, I think SmackDown was on USA its last run. I know it had a run on Sci-Fi. SmackDown's been everywhere. Sci-Fi is also an NBC Universal okay. property. So, but if that were to ha- like if WWE is like, well, okay, Fox, it was a good five-year deal, but we're moving on from you. There's no way they're going to get that kind of money again from, I mean, what could possibly happen with Comcast, NBC Universal, that whole package? It already has WWE. Could they buy the company? Well, I mean, that's always an option, you know, but I mean, you have I mean, to have something yeah. that you want to buy, right? I mean, it, it, when you look at the fan metrics, we've talked about this before. Every measurable fan metric is down and the company's making the most money that they ever have because of these TV deals. And my argument has always been, what happens when the TV deals go away? You know, because that's literally like 65, 68% of their corporate revenue over the course of the year. Um, so that's, that's very interesting to follow NBC universal and Peacock Comcast. It's interesting because when you look at what they have, Monday night raw is in the toilet. They're paying a bunch of money. It's like $65 million a year for NXT which is now becoming triple a baseball They're They're going to be airing, you know, triple a baseball on Tuesday nights. Um, so that show is going like WWE is basically writing that show off at this point. So you, you have the Peacock deal, but I, I can't imagine NBC Universal's very happy right now either, especially when you're putting your two biggest stars, Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch on Fox. So, and that, remember when they had the Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown? I think it was Roman Reigns early before the pay-per-view. And then, I think it was a Hell in a Cell match, yeah. And then they had to put one on Raw, and it was like Xavier Woods versus, it was like a way, because I'm sure that, you know, NBC Universal was like, what? And right. so they, they, yeah, I mean, WWE does seem like they just, don't care and what's their long-term planning now i mean well, they've always had tv deals so i i i'm sure they can get tv deals however at the rate at they've they've recently got them where their ratings are now it's going to be way less and in order to compensate for that they're going to have to start getting stars again to draw bigger houses you know but Drago, this is what I was thinking of when you were saying that. Raw's in the toilet, right? And what 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 NBC Universal Comcast paid for Raw, where it's at. Same with Fox. But yet, how? Why do I hear where AEW's at doing one million, one point one million? And I know their deal is way less. Right. Um, whatever that deal they had with uh, Turner or whatever, uh, or Time Warner Media, whatever that company's called. How come that's an accomplishment? For them, is it because of their new upstart and WWE's been around and used to have a bigger TV rating base? Why is it good for the one show, but yet Raw and SmackDown still way higher 
even in the demos, is it because the value of those deals are way higher? So the, the return is less? Well, I mean, that's no. absolutely part of okay. it. But I don't know if but, I said that right, but I think you got what I was saying, right? Yeah, that's absolutely okay. part of okay. it. Um, but the other thing you have to look at is Monday Night Raw has been a staple on USA Network for most of its run. Like there was that brief period they went over to Spike, TNN, whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. And But they ended up coming back to USA Network. That's been the home of Monday Night Raw throughout the Monday Night Wars. And they've been trying to recapture that magic forever. It At one time, USA Network was the number one, number two cable network on TV. It was TNT, TBS, USA, right? Like yep. those three were the main players in cable television. Do you know where USA Network is now? Nine. 13. They have fallen that far. So much so that when you look at their original programming at this point, everything has been canceled, is off the air, or is entering their final season. They have no more original programming. USA now, those, Network. Those top 13, are, th are there a lot of news channels in there? Because that news Absolutely. is kind of taken. But what does that say about, you know, cable TV if news is in all of those slots now? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But so it's expectation, right? Because USA Network was there when you were drawing 5 million viewers a night. They were there when you were pulling an eight inside of the, the ratings, right? It was the number one show on TV. It's the longest running show in TV history, like week to week. They were putting up numbers against Monday Night Football, and now they're just completely irrelevant and losing out to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Right. So you have that expectation along with the amount of money that they're giving to the WWE. By comparison, TNT really went through this like 20 years ago, right? Where they completely reinvented themselves. They started doing the Marvel movies and the Turner Classic Movies library really became the programming for TNT. And now they're starting to get more into like the NBA. They've brought back in AEW. But if you look at what their rating used to be on Wednesday night, they were getting maybe 200,000 people would tune in to watch a Marvel movie. And now they have a million people tuning in to watch AEW. That's a huge increase for TNT. That's successful. Whereas WWE on Monday Night Raw, they've just been watching the rating drop progressively over the course of the last 20 years. That's a failure. You have to look at it from the network's perspective, from the advertiser's perspective. And that's where AEW, even with a lower number, is succeeding, where WWE is falling off. So, this is interesting with the WWE Network deal in the United States going to Peacock. That's streaming services, right? Exclude streaming services. There's a lot of competition out there. Absolutely. There's a lot. I mean, and it's kind of like the way that everything's evolving. I mean, TV's still around, but, you know, with the way people consume their content these days, streaming is a big deal. I mean, you got Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, you know, um, Paramount, you know, the list goes on. So let me ask you this. Are they smart enough in WWE, like Nick Khan, Vince McMahon? Are they, are, if they can't score these TV deals on television, can Raw and SmackDown be sold as original live content? I'm not sure how that works. 
Well, they can obviously do it live if Peacock can air the pay-per-views. Could those shows be sold to streaming services? Absolutely. The, the problem is, at this point, we have no idea what the television landscape is going to look like in two and a half years. Because I, I was talking with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and he was like, you know what, man? All these damn streaming services, and he's going through all of them. You know, he's got Netflix and Amazon Prime and yep. Hulu. And then, of course, he, he's got the Peacock subscription, and he's got to have New Japan World, and he's subscribed to Stardom World and all these streaming services. Dude, I'm paying, like, you know, 90 to $100 a month for streaming services. Wouldn't it be nice if all these streaming services would just, like, come together and put everything in one package? And I was like, yeah, that's called cable. Cable. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but he's any... absolutely right. It's just, as you look at all, it, there's the more quantity of the streaming services and people, oh, I got to have them all. Got to have them all. I think people are starting to realize, wait a minute, I'm paying more for this than I did for cable. And I have less variety than I had with cable because I'm not subsidizing all those smaller networks as well. Off of, you know, because like when I paid an NBC Universal, I'm paying for NBC, I'm paying for USA, I'm paying for sci fi, I'm paying for anything that they own, they subsidize all off of that one revenue. So you get so much more variety. What, where'd my variety go? And it's, I think you might see people move back to terrestrial television and away from the streaming services, as crazy as that may be. Now, what do you need to stream? Internet. Who, what do these cable companies provide? Internet. It, could there be some marriage merger with some of these cable companies and streaming services at some point? To, I, again, that all depends on you know the ping pong ball and how it bounces back and forth. Is, is there anything there that could develop at, at some point? I mean, always. But it's also a matter of, will the FCC allow that to happen? Because of yeah. the, you're only allowed to have X amount of market share nationally. So if you, and that's what killed the Sinclair Broadcasting and uh, WGN deal, because it would have given Sinclair too much inside of that broadcasting range. To What's where the FCC could, stand yeah. for? When you say that, is that just in the TV? It's the Federal Communications World? Commission. Okay, okay. Because, I mean, I was thinking of other businesses like. Like one time, Nintendo used to dominate 90 plus percent of the video game market, and then Sega came along. I didn't know if that was like a different rule and law versus like the FCC for TV, but that that always fascinates me. And by the way, neither one of those member Sony came charging in there, and now you got Sony as part of that video game market. That, well, that Microsoft. Microsoft finally jumped into it too. Well, you got to remember, and, and Nintendo's still there, Sega's bye-bye. But, dude, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, they'll always be wrestling somewhere. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see when these deals come to a close. I thought the Saudi Arabia stuff was done because, like you said, WWE banks on those big deals, right? And remember how the shit hit the fan the last time they were in Saudi Arabia? But guess what? They're going back in October, so they're still getting bank from them too which is huge to their clearly the covid travel restrictions were way more influential on wwe saudi arabia deal than human rights violations i mean that's pretty much what i took out of it yeah just absolutely nuts man you know saudi arabia pisses me off on a daily basis man 
Like for real, anybody who follows that country and the politics that come out of that country, especially with everything going on with Afghanistan right now, everybody's so focused on Afghanistan. Nobody's looking at Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. And it drives me insane. Would you group, what's the other little, the Emirates over there? Like uh, there's another, yeah, there's like another little, is that same, is it all kind of the same bubble there? Mostly, mostly. It's but, just, there's there's a lot of very, very terrible people that live in this world, and there's a lot of them that live in that part of the desert. And a lot of them are funded by the United States government. And it drives me insane. Dude, all I know is CM Punk is back, and there's clearly, you know, sides are being taken by fans. You know, you got wrestlers saying, I, I move the needle. You got, you know, that wasn't, you know, like Roman Reigns. And then you have like WWE talent saying, burying the CM Punk promo, whether it's kayfabe or, or shoot. Like, what is this? It's competition. I get it. Everybody wants to be the best. But like, what's just your take on this? Like, I, I guess I give CM Punk credit because as soon as he's back now, it's like things turned up a couple notches over the whole scene. Because, you know, he just brings that, you know, social media buzz. I mean, he's that internet darling that really, when he did that pipe bomb, it just kind of got that type of crowd and fan really engaged in wrestling 10 years ago. And here we are today. And he comes back and it's just, that's why I'm that way on Twitter. Because we have, I, there's great fans out there that love it for what it is. They'll say if they dislike something, but they don't get like, they don't throw death threats, you know, like a troll. Right. But then you have a group of fans, like, if you don't like something that they like, well, I mean, is, is CM Punk going to make that even worse now because he's so liked by the internet wrestling community? It's funny because <laughs> I, I really looked into the AEW ratings last week because mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fascinating, right? So... If you look at the 18 to 34, 18 to 34 stayed pretty flat, right? But the 18 to 49 really went up. So what does that tell you? That tells you that where they really spiked inside of the demo was 34 to 49. People our age who were watching punk 10 years ago. That's the audience that they're after now. The 18 to 34 demo is pretty solid. They've got a real nice base for that 18 to 34. And they put up like raw, like numbers in the 18 to 34. But where they're really, really lacking is in 34 to 49. And then the 50 plus demo, which WWE controls, which is just hilarious that their main core demo average, they're like median age is 52 and the show is marketed to eight year olds. I I don't get it. Here's the thing. Yes. The WWE shows have that higher average mean viewer. And I don't know anybody in my bubble that watches wrestling. That's that old. So I must be in that 18 or 34 to 49 area, I guess. I don't know. And and it's people our age that are tuning in now to watch AEW. If AEW can take a real chunk out of that 34 to 49 demo from WWE, that's going to be interesting. And how do you do that? 
CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. That's one hell Which of a freaking start right there. Sounds like All Out is most likely going to be there. I, I still going to be. I'll believe it when I see it. Like when Punk showed up, but you know, with Punk showing up now, those rumors you got to pretty much kind of believe them. So yeah, I think we're going to see him by All Out. Well, I think Bryan. I think Punk Bryan confirmed Daniels, it, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, somebody said on his sneakers too. He had um, DB or whatever written on the soles of his sneakers. I don't know if that was a fake internet thing. Somebody said it was legit. And then he had a BW, the other, the the next show he was on for Bray Wyatt. So I don't know how true that is. Um, I, I saw somewhere a picture of Bray Wyatt in Chicago, like in that crowd, like sitting up kind of towards the back of the I building. I think that was and a lookalike. A is that what it was? Because I, I looked at it and the hair was really good, but he didn't have the mat. Like I looked at the body. I don't think he had the mask. So that was a very good doppelganger. I would, I mean, that would have been great, but there was no way you would have been able to put Bray Wyatt in that crowd and not have the crowd freaking go nuts over him. They, they just know too much these days. Well, like we were talking a little bit about Matt Hardy and what's going on with, with him and the injuries and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and orange Cassidy last week with his, is getting his nose broken. I noticed Matt Hardy took to Twitter or maybe it was Instagram and made a comment about how, you know, when you get your one shot to put the dog down, you better hit your one shot and you missed, you can't break what's already broken. And I was like, okay, so now we're going to get broken Matt Hardy, um, which is, is fine because when, when Matt debuted in AEW, it was pandemic, right? So there were no fans. The whole delete thing doesn't really work. And it went over bad and, the, and then it, it, he went away from it. Yes. Yeah, without fans, it, it doesn't work, right? You got to have the fans to play along with it. Yeah. Now we also know that the last time we really saw a broken Matt Hardy, he was chilling with Bray Wyatt. So, yeah. I mean, maybe this is maybe Orange Cassidy breaking Matt Hardy's face is the best thing to happen to Matt Hardy's career in like five years. You can bring in Bray Wyatt. You can go back to broken Matt Hardy. You can kill Orange Cassidy and the best friends all around. This seems like a good scenario to me. That does. That doesn't. I noticed before that Orange Cassidy match, um, he was doing the delete still. Like he, I mean, literally, uh-huh. and I thought he completely moved on from that. But yet with fans, he did it because he knew they were going to chant it. And they did that. I I did not like that match to open dynamite. Like I don't like opening dynamite with an orange Cassidy match. That just seems like a terrible decision. If you're getting a first time viewer, a casual fan tunes into AEW dynamite. (laughs) My friend's been telling me how great this show is. Let's see. What do we got? And you get orange freaking Cassidy out there doing his stupid little fake kicks and the delete chant. And you're just like, yeah, this is not for me. Like Could that just seemed like a <laughs> terrible decision. I just have to throw this at you. Could you imagine Orange Cassidy just trying to go to New Japan and doing that with the vets? <laughs> I am dying. And, and it was scheduled to happen. The Suzuki or something like it that. It was scheduled to happen. Minoru Suzuki versus really? Orange Cassidy. And it got postponed because of the pandemic. And so now it's like, it's never happened. Well, now we know Suzuki is coming to the States. He's going to be here for a series of new Japan shows. Whoever the independent promoter is that can get it. Minoru Suzuki versus orange Cassidy book that shit. I want to see it. 